entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. What's up? Hey guys. Hey, howdy. Howdy do. Hola. What's going on? Isn't that how they do that? It is. In in, in the grand old Opry days, it's uh, howdy. Right? And the lady with all the the tags on her hat, like uh, whoever that lady was, she's playing like way dead probably, right? She probably died in the 90s. Um yeah, it's a drive-in speaker box. What up, guys? What's going on? How's everybody doing? Um, thanks for tuning in. It is Monday. It's 8 o'clock. It's 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Sorry, I am super scatterbrained. I, I just, just got here like 15 minutes ago and got everything set up because um, it's uh, Nightmare on Block Streets in full full swing. Uh, Sam over on Facebook giving me the, 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 the mini pearl. That's who that was, mini pearl. Mm. Um, Derpy Gaming on YouTube says, uh, too wild and freaky guys. Uh, <laughs> Is it the Halloween yeah. version? And not not t- wild and uh, hey, Yanni, crazy. guess what I'll be for Halloween? A wild and freaky guy. Yeah. Picking uh, up the American foxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're doing none of that. That's, that's um, my favorite SNL skit. Unless it's like like actually trapping American foxes that are just like in the wilderness. Yeah, and no, I feel like it. Yeah, no mm. one would be okay with it now. Yeah. No, can't do it. Um, but yeah, shout outs to everybody that's already tuned in. We are here. I'm uh, Bo, the boom operator, your host. I am Slick Doggy the Grip. And we're going to be talking to you by, uh, guys about movies. That's what we do. Uh, we're going to be talking to you about, uh, I saw Halloween Ends. I'm assuming you didn't because it's a scary movie about a guy that stabs people. And I'm just thinking that you didn't see that. wearing a t-shirt about a scary movie with a guy that stabs people. Doesn't mean you, that, that you go home and watch horror movies because clearly on the show well, you have established that you don't like the horror movies. Well, that's not true. My, my girlfriend has been making It's been me forcing watch. you to watch movies. That's different than you choosing Hellraiser, to watch movies. Hellraiser, over and over and over, we watch, we watch through the entire series of hellraiser constantly and uh there's uh there's like a chains that stab people all that's right the time uh let's see already in the comments got vince over on twitch saying um uh, mini pearl died in 96 adam zimmerman on youtube being like yo 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 bro bro bros what up guys derpy gaming on youtube saying so how was over the top ends i mean dead franchise ends um we're gonna talk about it i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the the breakdown in uh the second half of the show we will be giving you guys uh, the the rundown of of that. Uh, Sam on Facebook says the Nightmare on Elm Street NES game was pretty good. I don't think I remember playing that one. Hmm. Uh, I remember the Friday the Thirteenth game because that was super super creepy. And uh, yeah, so there. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, back what did, to what we were saying. What I did watch was did far from scary. Which was the uh, I watched Rosalind uh, the Hulu movie because. Uh, as you guys know, if you watched last week, not a lot of new stuff was coming out this week. Uh, and I guess I could have watched Halloween Ends on, on Paramount if I would have signed up for or Is Peacock. Halloween Ends on Peacock right Yeah, now? on Peacock, yeah. What? Yeah. Weird. But I hadn't watched the other two. 
I did actually start the uh, first episode of uh, Interview with a Vampire, the AMC series. Uh, I can give you guys a brief little discussion of that. I'm only in the first episode. I haven't finished the first season of Rings of Power. I've got one more episode left of that to catch up. But it has just been crazy. As Vince on Twitch just reminded me, he said, shout out to your cool pinball games. We... um, we had a uh, a fun thing happen at Pinpoint at Nightmare on Block Street this week. I was able, after years of searching and hoping and wishful thinking, I have assembled the unholy trinity of Elvira pinball machines. I've got the party monsters, I've got Elvira scared stiff, and I've got Elvira in the House of Horrors, all three next to each other. I didn't even see that at TPF. And uh, they're all there, ready to play, and Jake hasn't even been in there once to see them. Sorry, dude, man. You know, life, or whatever. No, I will be there. I will be there. You gotta see them. Because I've never got to play the new one. And they're only there for two more weeks all together. Scared Stiff is one of the most fun pinball machines that there is. Yes. I like Scared Stiff a lot. That one's it's a lot of fun. Well, I will recommend everybody that wants to come down. We've got a whole horror movie lineup at uh, Pinpoint here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. But if you do come, Fridays and Saturdays are really, 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 really busy. So if you're wanting to come and play some pinball, come before 8 o'clock or after midnight on Friday and Saturday or literally any other day of the week. Uh, always fun. So Derpy Gaming says, I bless the pinball machines. Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. Like, you know, we got to meet Cassandra Peterson a few years ago mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Elvira herself and seeing all those pinball machines together I mean it's it's really cool there's all these different like when p- three people are playing at the same time you get there's just all of these Cassandra Peterson isms coming out where you know and scared stiff one of the funniest things like if you're if you're in a one of the multi-ball modes and you're hitting the jackpot over and over and over, she's like, oh, I'm experiencing multiple jackpots and just like stupid stuff that only C- Cassandra Peterson can make funny. Cassandra. And um, I say Cassandra. You say Cassandra. Will, how's that song go? Um, anyway. Let's see. Night Alishly says, came by to support. Heard Bo proclaim, this man tipped $5 on $100 tab. Give it up for You actually heard that. Oh, my God. Yes. So the other night at, at the bar was packed. It was super packed. And, you know, the, we love doing this stuff. It's fun. Themed Holiday bars are fun. Themes are fun. They are an incredible amount of work, especially when you're trying to do things that are movie-related and make details and blah, blah, blah. A lot of work. Very expensive. When you go to a bar, or you go to a restaurant, tip your service people, you know, uh, tip them. They're working hard. Be nice to your concession stand teenager at the movies. They're, they probably weren't given good instructions, um, but they're trying their best. I actually poached one of the bartenders from the AMC theater uh, here in town, and he is now a bartender for, or a bar back for us. He's still got a lot of work. Shout out store boy Ram. But anyway, yeah, there was a gentleman who tipped five bucks on a hundred dollar tab which to spend a hundred dollars at our bar means you were ordering a lot of drinks right and then uh one of my bartenders like god this guy was such a butthole all night and he did this i go who was it and he goes that guy in the blue checkered shirt and i'm whispering right now guys but i have a big dad voice when i want to yell and you can be really loud i can be very loud and i just shouted in the bar i was like hey everybody guy in the blue checkered shirt as you see in the comments there that night alishly said uh this guy tipped five dollars on a hundred dollar tab give it up for him ladies and gentlemen and that dude was like um and he he 
he he he left and uh, hopefully won't ever come back but anyway um yeah it's halloween it's spooky season you're tuned in you're checking it out let's talk about movies uh let's talk about news let's talk about things that are fun and let's talk about liam neeson getting signed on for a naked gun reboot let's talk about that feelings jake thoughts yes yeah bro yeah I like Naked Gun. Liam Neeson is super rad. You know he can play like the uh like a super funny deadpan dude. Uh you know like his role in um the Seth MacFarlane stuff, you know, uh just being like the weird dude buying cereal in Ted uh or the the bad guy in what is it? Thousand Ways to Die in the West or or whatever it was. So uh Liam Neeson can do comedy and still be like super Liam Neeson stereotype type thing uh, and I think it'll work out just fine I think of, of all the people that they could have chosen for that Liam Neeson was obviously the best choice because he can do the action chops and he's yeah, I think he needs to not maybe do the action chops anymore and maybe do more stuff like this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think because he'll be able to deadpan it and the fact that it's Liam Neeson and he has a set of skills. Um, and comedy is probably going to be one of those skills. Yeah, that, plus uh, Darkman, bro. I find Darkman hilarious at points. Darkman's yeah. such a good movie. Because when he just gets pissed and starts yelling at people uncontrollably... It's very funny to me. <laughs> Darkman, yeah. add that to your list. Uh, a lot of people this month have been asking me, like, oh, what scary movies should I watch? And it's not always about horror movies. It's not always about slashers. It's about spooky, atmospheric, dark movies. Dark Man is a really, really good one. Uh, yeah, the movie d- opens up with a guy, a dude chopping people's fingers off with a cigar cutter. Yeah. And then a scientist getting dumped into and chemicals. Goop and then coming out, skelly bones. Exploding. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's 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 a good movie. So uh, yeah, there's there's some there's a lot of movies out there to watch. Did you know that um, finally, um, a Near Dark is on streaming. You can get it. I think it's on the Criterion Channel hmm. uh, streaming. It's been out of print for ages. A lot of people have been wanting to borrow my DVD copy, uh, and I, I it's it's closely guarded. I don't let that out. But it's it, you can get it now on on I think Criterion streaming and other services, which is a really good movie. Uh, if you've never seen Near Dark, classic, classic vampire, um, Bill Paxton. I mean, what can you, what do you, come on, come well, on, what are you going to do? Talking uh, classic horror, what's now considered classic, which is weird to think, uh, and and uh, things to watch. So Scream, you know, with its recent uh, reboot cool. Well, you know, I, I met Dylan from the new Scream, the guy, one of the actors in there. Oh, he came to Pinpoint. Yeah. And we actually in the Discord. Yeah, we actually did hang out. He was a really cool dude. He hung out at Pinpoint. He was in the new Scream. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, uh, he was like a Nickelodeon or Disney. He he was in. Uh, he was in the new Scream. He was in Goosebumps. He was in Thirteen Reasons Why. He was in Don't Breathe. Uh, he's been in a lot of different stuff, and uh, he's in this um, band called The Wallows. And they were playing at JJ's live here. They came through Pinpoint. They heard about it. They checked it out they ended up staying for a really long time we actually played skee ball together and chatted and i charged his phone because he went on empty and uh he just loved our bar and um yeah we i hate taking selfies with celebrities but you know he was like you want to take a picture i was like oh yeah sure dude the horror movie actor in a horror movie bar let's do it he offered 
well, we had talked about it, and then I had forgotten, and then before he was, he's like, hey, let's get that picture, and I'm like, okay, dude. Oh, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah if, they, if they offer, that's really cool. But, uh, so talking that new Scream, uh, David Arquette was recently doing an interview with like, comicbookmovie.com or something like that, uh, and he said that uh, don't write Dewey off completely yet. Oh yeah, never write Dewey off. So he uh, he may still be coming back. They'll find a way to bring him back to life and and keep him in the movies. Uh, and he's the fun part, anyhow, right? So yeah, there you go. You might um, still have more David Arquette when they do more. Well, screen speaking movies. of dark David Arquette, last week, which you know, uh, I was telling everybody on the show, we were doing the screening of Ghost in the Ozarks last Wednesday at Mount Sequoia, which is an Arkansas produced. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it, uh, horror film. It is in the genre of horror. It's more of like a suspense thriller. There's, it's more of like a Shyamalanian horror. Like the monster is not necessarily the monster, but uh, David Arquette was in that film. Hmm. And uh, a lot of a lot of people here in, in Arkansas got to work with him and uh, said he's a pretty cool dude. Well, after watching all the dweeboids think he's a really cool dude. After watching that documentary about him uh, and getting his life together and doing the wrestling thing and all that for real, uh, David Arquette does seem like a cool dude. Agreed. Uh, Vince on Twitch he asks over under on five years before we get another Halloween. Uh, that will depend on the box office report, which we will be talking to you later in the show about. Uh, th- th- it's money, man, and my my review of the the Halloween ends will 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 hit. I promise. In ten minutes, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it, and I'm gonna give it give it a little time because we got three movies to really talk about, and not just the one. Uh, but we'll 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 cover that ground in just a bit. Uh, any other news that you had written down? I know you uh, probably wrote some stuff down. Yeah, man, we got a, cu- a couple things here. So. Um in Marvel news, uh, big news, Harrison Ford is going to be the new Thunderbolt Ross starting in the next Captain America movie. Break, break a leg. Hey, thanks, thanks Um And hey, shout out. Break a leg. <laughs> shout outs to, to Logan over on Twitch uh, with the resub. Not just because he's resubbing and that's what a good fan does, but he's also a good homie. This dude is currently driving out to my warehouse with a pipe organ uh, and dropping it off for me because I've been too busy to go pick up. I, I bought this old 1860 pipe organ because I want to do a Phantom of the Opera scene next year for Nightmare on Block Street and Logan with his trailer has just been burning the burning the the night drive oil and picking this so shout outs in the in the comments give give Logan some love because that's that's what the drive-in speaker box army is all about is that the thing that we have now sure it can be I guess next year I'll be I'll, I'll come in I'll be Gerard Butler uh, Phantom of the Opera singing music of the night. Just kicking people in the chest. <laughs> be like, uh, this is a Sparta. And yeah, bam. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Freaking Gerard Butler. Uh, Vince said that he mentioned uh, something in Discord, which that's where I got the Harrison Ford news from first. Uh, actually, you're checking that. But uh, yeah, there was a celebrity lost, uh, Mike Shank from American Movie past and uh seemed like that bummed vince out quite a bit so uh pour one out for him um also marvel adjacent uh with with harrison ford coming in as thunderbolt ross is the dude who has been cast to play kang the conqueror uh jonathan majors they revealed the first poster for him as the villain in creed 3 Oh yeah, another Creed film. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's the with one. Arms that, wide open. 
that's the one <laughs> with, with that's a bad boxing technique um that would be funny if they did that where he just gives up and it's like with the walls wide open uppercut yeah uh but uh that's the first one being done without sylvester stallone's involvement in it uh it's michael b jordan directing and starring and all that but you know what sylvester stallone is doing uh, i don't know he's doing a tv series the expendables nine no that would be sick uh hey, no, this... <laughs> thought I'd open up a barbecue restaurant and then make an expendables like 16 why not dude yeah playing at hollywood he already did the restaurant he did thing. the restaurant thing uh but uh that was him and bruce willis and arnold and arnold yeah, yeah. Hey, we're gonna open up a chain think applebee's but with like a movie memorabilia yeah yeah not a bad idea uh tulsa king trailer came out and it's about stallone as a mafioso he gets out of prison and his uh, mob boss sends him to tulsa oklahoma so he can conquer the underbelly of tulsa and establish the mob there tulsa mm-hmm. God, what? nobody wants anything to do with any part of the belly of tulsa yeah because uh, it has the river and it smells real bad um yeah but uh it's going to be on paramount plus so it's really weird to think of Stallone doing TV. Tulsa TV. Yeah. I don't, well, I mean, everybody... You think they're going to film it in Tulsa or it's going to be Atlanta and they're going to say it's Tulsa? Dude, there are no good... F- well, okay. I'm trying to think back to Oklahoma's film incentive because I've known some people that have worked on projects there. And To the Wonder uh, was shot there, which was a Terrence Malick film, which was actually not too far from where we were. It wasn't shot in Tulsa, but it was shot near near there. Um yeah, I, I'm not quite sure what their current, um, you know, film incentive is in Oklahoma. I know it's not anything close to Louisiana or Georgia um, uh, or California, for that matter. That's where the big incentives are. And I mean, particularly Atlanta. Atlanta is just where everything's shot now because of money. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Money to find out when they're filming. And then while Rocky's there, just, just run up the BOK steps. A lot of crazy stuff going on in the in the comments here. Uh, Velvet Santa suggesting Brian Bosworth and Lorenzo Lamas opening up a hot st- hot dog stand together. Okay. Um, Renegade Wieners is uh, what I would call that one. But what? It's just like these dogs are off the leash. Renegade Wieners, and I don't know. Well, talking about renegade marketing. Wieners. Talking about marketing. Talking r- renegade wieners. Uh, it was in the news. Uh, I think I would add some vanilla vodka to my coke. That it Ryan just, uh, Johnson, uh, through uh, questions and interviews following the release of the film at a film festival, has um, confirmed and acknowledged that Daniel Craig's character in Knives Out Two, Glass Onion, will be gay because he has a live-in lover man, but. The more interesting thing about this news is that they said that Glass Onion's actually going to be released in theaters for one week. Wait, then oh, that's it's on right. Netflix. It wasn't going to be in theaters. It's on Netflix because Netflix optioned the rights for uh, films two and three of the Knives Out series. But it's going to be in the theaters for one week and so then it it's make, on Netflix. So it can make some money and get considered for awards. Season. How does it make money when everyone's like, oh, I'll just wait a week? Yeah, well, it's really, I think, probably the big reason is they want to see if they can get it nominated. Because, I mean, it is Ryan Johnson, so... um, In continued Netflix news, though, to that point of making it where they can make money, uh, Netflix has introduced that they will allow profile transfers 
for everyone that's using someone else's Netflix when they start shutting it down. So when they start keeping track of the IP addresses and the logins and they see that somebody in Oregon is logging in to someone in Maryland's account and they're like, wait a second. That's uh, not the same household. Yeah, and they boot you from it like Hulu does. Uh, they'll allow you to transfer Hulu does your, that? Yeah. Hmm. Hulu's mobile app until like not that until the Disney uh, big well, shout out thing. to my friend's Hulu account that I still use. Yeah, the so. Hulu would be like, you're not on your home network. We can't let you watch on mobile device. It's like, what was the point of Maybe having it's it on mobile? mobile. Yeah, no, like, you can do it now. Okay, but at the time, not that long ago, they were. You're like, not in your house. We're shutting mm-hmm. it down. Basically, yeah. So, but Netflix said you can transfer your profile so that you don't lose uh, lose your. Uh, your list and your recommendeds and all that. Velvet Santa says on Twitch, he says, at this point, Netflix isn't worth the effort. Why still, do you think they lost so I, much of their of their? I disagree. Base? Like, I disagree. I think, you know, Netflix, the service is still way better than Amazon Prime streaming, way better than some of the other, like, because it's just... The interface, The maybe. interface, yeah, the interface is way better. But uh, not as a service. Amazon's better. I mean, they have more of a selection, sure, but... Uh, and the X-ray is cool. I hate the way that that it that you know the clunky navigation the clunky search the clunky uh, watch list the clunky rating system like it's just too big and bulky uh and plus netflix started it all man it's the og um and Vince says he doesn't care about the interface if there's nothing to exactly. watch. Exactly. Well, what that's what the is, is there on Netflix? Nothing. But that's the thing is that I'm mean, actually there is stuff on Netflix. I watch things on Netflix quite a bit. Something um, that you haven't watched already ten to twenty years ago. Well, that's most streaming services. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, what what have I just watched on Netflix recently? Uh, they've got the the Midnight Mass uh, or Midnight Club, which is I'm about to start watching. Um, you know, they've uh, there was another season of you know show that was Sandman, which I watched uh, as Velvet Santa mentioned that. Um, but this is a part of the problem that I've been saying on the show for a really long time about all these different streaming services. You know, there's a point where we're oversaturating ourselves with with you know micro transactions of all of these different streaming services for every single distribution company and one of the reasons i still like netflix is it is supposed to be a marketplace for multiple distribution companies and that's why i'm still a fan of it because netflix's model is the only thing that is defending us from like complete and total you know uh microtransaction to the point where we're, where everything is behind a constant paywall and you know i will still defend netflix even though the the stuff is is not as good it's not their fault it's because peacock and amazon and disney and paramount and all these places are pulling pulling back all their products and going no you have to get it from us and you have to pay this premium amount where netflix is like hey actually how about let us be the person that that is distributing this content in a good packaged interface and then you guys work on making the content and then we create a a, a fair market and now all these places are undermining that idea and once they get you once they get you used to it that's when they screw you. That's when they screw you. I actually just really lubing you up. I can't think of one streaming service that has anything that's really of interest when you hop on it and you're like, well, what's there to watch? And it's like, oh, I've seen everything that I've already seen and there's nothing that I want to see that's new because it's underproduced or, or overproduced. Or, well, because they're all having a 
when there's not a good solid marketplace, like they go, oh, well, Paramount, how many great things do Paramount make? And it's like, okay, well, now we have to make other stuff to go in there to fill out. That's the same problem Disney Plus had when it first came out. Like, we don't have enough stuff. So that they're like, let's buy Fox. And then they <laughs> bought Fox so they could put all that Fox stuff on Disney Plus. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Everything's terrible. The world's going to shit. Um, you know what? Buy DVDs. Talking Disney and, and, and Fox and they're, they're holding on to things uh, and that, that's theirs. Uh, I was in Spirit Halloween this weekend. I was uh, just there earlier today. Looking for uh, just whatever. Are you going to dress up for Halloween for the first time since 2018 or 19? I don't have the money to do it. Oh, come on. I can make you a costume now. Before the show is over, Hold I can make you a costume. I actually have a really good costume idea. and I Is it a really good excuse? No. I okay. want to tell the people, but I don't want anyone to take my idea. Well, why? If you're not going to do it. All right. So we came up with it when we were driving around the other day. So you know from the Johnny Depp trial where they had the audio recording and he stole Amber Heard's uh, Mira wig and he goes, Aquaman. So you're going to be Aquaman? I want to be drunk Johnny Depp with the Mira wig halfway Aquaman. hanging off. So, yeah, you're going to need like a, 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 a bunch of scarves and a tasseled jacket. And a goofy vest. Yeah, and then like a red a shitload wig. of like wooden bead bracelets. Oh, I didn't even think about that part. And, yeah. yeah, all of the bracelets, and uh, and then like this, mm-hmm. and then the Aquaman, and a really big bottle of wine, a mega pint. A mega pint. You yeah. need a mega pint of yeah. wine. Yeah, so it'd be a really big bottle, and it'd say mega pint on it. Yes, let's make this happen. Yeah, this is cosplay I can get behind. Um, <laughs> so, I got yeah. it covered. I need yeah. to. I need to see it. Oh, I th- we thought it was a funny idea. Like we got really tickled about it. So maybe a poo-poo stained pillowcase to carry all your stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs did it. The dogs, the dogs did, it. did it. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, uh, yeah, I approve. I approve of this message. Oh, oh, oh! And the and the last bit from Glass Onion, uh, Angela Lansbury. Is going to, is in Glass Onion. Oh, uh, Ryan Johnson, the ghost of Angela Lansbury. No. Oh. Ryan Johnson talked to Bedknobs and Broomsticks, bro. Um, he talked he talked about filming a scene with her, so it's probably her very last um, on screen credit is going to be in a mystery movie, like a whodunit thing. So I like it. There it is, you know, murder she wrote type thing. Very cool. Uh, so that's kind of a, a neat thing to to leave behind there. So uh, any other news bits? <laughs> I didn't. <know. laughs> Ash said she'd be the soil bed sheet. That's we a good got costume. It. Yeah, we we're a pair. We'll do it. Yeah, there there it is. That's the movie that's news, movie man. News. I don't I don't know. There's not there there wasn't that much. I'm, Nothing that that was really big to me. I mean, everybody's up in arms about the new Mario voice of chris pratt where he's like hey it's me mario and you're like well okay it's chris pratt and this is goes i don't want to talk a lot about it but it just goes back to the same thing that we've talked about for years and years on the show about voice actors becoming celebrities and no longer playing characters and just going hey you know this guy he's famous you like him he's the voice of this well there's actually an entire like documentary out there where they talk to guys like uh tom kenny and um and west Billy West, thank you, and um, uh, people like that that are career voice actors, and that's what they do. Uh, John DiMaggio, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, um, uh, they create characters. Yeah, you know? the dude that does um, 
Bob's Burgers and oh, uh, uh, John, John Benjamin. John Benjamin. Yeah. So they talked to all of these uh, all of these people like that, and they explain like you know it's really hard for like a, a stage and screen actor to try and be a voice actor because it's a completely different thing. That's like uh, Mark Hamill did not like to be filmed while he was doing the voice of things like the Joker or anything like that because you have to you get animated You're and you do things a certain way and yeah. he doesn't want people to see that part of the process because it's not a he's not acting for someone to see it's all what he can do to make his voice come out the way mm-hmm. that he did it but he, i mean mark hamill's freaking incredible voice actor oh dude well but and it's one of those things yeah it's trying to use someone's name to carry something doesn't always work for voice acting you know well and it's just you know a lot of time when they do that it they're they're not really acting they're just being themselves because uh these movies know they need chris pratt's voice to sound like star lord which is just chris pratt you know and they're like oh just be chris pratt because people know that voice they're familiar with it they think it's cool um and like vince says like vin diesel who demanded uh stilts to voice groot but they say it worked, you know. I mean, that's why they had him record every line individually instead of recycling it. Mm-hmm. And they had him record it in all the different languages. You know, like... Vin Diesel, ladies and gentlemen, a, a prolific voice actor with characters such as Groot and the Iron Giant. Um, Superman. Two of the most verbose animated characters known to film. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, but they're good. They man. are both pretty good. It's really good. Not a weapon. Uh, that movie makes me cry every time I watch it. I hate that movie. I can't watch it. I love that movie. I can't watch it. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, what else? Let's let's talk about what's coming out because I got to talk about Halloween ends very soon. Uh, only one really big movie. There's a couple of very small movies. We're gonna gloss over theirs because you're probably not gonna get them in your your town. Because uh, everybody is sort of giving. Room for the new DC um, film that's coming out this weekend, October 21st, 2022, Black Adam. Black Adam coming out this week. So, yeah, Dwayne Johnson, Viola Davis, um, you know, you've got uh, Pierce Brosnan and Dr. Fate. That's, that's honestly the only thing that's going to get me into the theater to see this movie. Uh, live action Hawkman. Is Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate? Like I don't like the Hawk people. They're so stupid. When they're Thanagarians or when they're reincarnated Egyptian when spirits. Any of them. Like the only Hawk band that I'll take are the ones from uh, Flash Gordon. Like that's that's where, that's where my Hawkmen stop. Like the DC Hawkmen with their dumb helmets and their dumb maces. It's like okay, you're swooping in here with a guy with laser eyeballs and like get your mace out of here. Get get out of here with this. What you fly? I always okay, thought Hawkman was like one of the coolest characters. No man, they're dumb. They're just. I like that Silver Age stuff, bro. Like so or like sweet. the I like the uh, you know the Green Lantern who can't harm things made out of wood. Like Alan Grant's really cool. I think Hawkman is super rad. I like that kind of thing. Uh, Velvet Sand on Twitch says I'm an anti Hawkite. Mm-hmm. Um, I just Clearly. I just I'm not a big fan. But Doctor Fate, however, I am a big fan of. And Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. Uh, and the Doctor Fate costume looks sick. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, 
I'm trying not to get hopeful for this movie because um, I feel like DC needs a win. And DC, as and if you've listened to the show for a really long time, I grew up Marvel. But as I've become older and wiser, I now lean more DC because the stories are better. The characters are darker. The arcs, I think, are a little more interesting than Marvel. Um, most of my now favorite DC characters are, are uh, comic book characters are DC. Swamp Thing, kind hmm. of amazing. Constantine, kind of cool. Doctor Fate, kind of awesome. Um, when I was a kid, I liked both, and then I grew up and started liking 2000 AD. Well, I mean, that's a whole different thing. I mean, my absolute favorite. And heavy metal. My favorite comic of all. Well, so, what, your absolute favorite comic of all time? Is it Drudge Dread? Is it Dread? Uh, I don't know. You said 2000 AD. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Mine? Ben Edlund's The Tick. Like, that's my favorite comic book series ever, period. Hands down, forever. No one will take that crown. Yeah, um, I guess Judge Dread's more fun than X Men. Yeah, Judge Dread. Yeah, see? You know, but in terms of big, widespread Lobo, mm? Mm, but they ruined Lobo. Judge Dredd, it's Dredd. What is uh, what is Lobo on? It's that's Marvel, DC. or no, that's DC. Yeah, see DC. But anyway, we'll see Black Adam. I just, ooh, I don't know. I'm gonna see it, but I don't know. Um, Velvet Santa says, "I love how this is not just attached to all the other recent DC stuff." Oh, is it not? Maybe. Because they've already been referencing the Shazam, the Shazam, new Shazam trailer is like talking about Black Adam. Like, I think this is going to be the glue. Bro. Okay. You Maybe, got. I'm, I'm too excited about this. Maybe they've kept it hidden and in the Black Adam movie, after everything's done at the end, Lobo comes riding in on the Space Hog and he hops off and he's there to collect the bounty on Black Adam and it's none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. He happen. slaps a couple of space beers together and he chugs them and he goes oh hell yeah and then Black Adam goes he does the smell thing and raises the eyebrow and then it is on and we got Stone Cold The Rock DC is going to be the titties. It's going to be so rad. I've told you Stone Cold would be a perfect Lobo since Jason Momoa is already He's Aquaman. Already taken. Yeah. Yep. So Stone Cold hopping off the Space Hog, being Lobo. He's like, "Hey, you dumb bastard! Oh hell yeah!" And then he just like stomps a mud hole in Black Adam's ass and then walks it dry. It would be <laughs> the best. I'm talking. I mean, it would be pretty cool, but I mean, like really though, the, the oh, and when the he swoops in, the of... space hog has to blast through a window pane, so it's the shattering <laughs> glass stone cold entrance. I mean, that would be pretty. That would be pretty sick. Mm -hmm. But would Steve Austin wears a Lobo costume? Uh, yeah, dude. We'll see. I, I need know. this to happen. Uh, let's see. Velvet Santa says Disco Inferno could play Elongated Man. I need live action Plastic Man in my That's life. That's what I was about to say. And I think that they were trying to do a live action Plastic Man of some sort, which I think that they would totally screw it up because, I mean, Plastic Man could be the DC Deadpool, you know, um, with someone that's just an asshole that is a wisecracking son of a bitch, um, but with really way cool funny powers that I think would work way better than 
uh, Fantastic Four. Like, nobody wants to see boring-ass Dr. Fantastic or whatever his name is. <laughs> Mr. Being like, Professor Stretchums over here says, here's my ray blaster of infinitium in my dumbass, like, roof-open hover car. And uh, get out of here with the Fantastic Four. They're the worst. You're talking about... How he defeated Galactus and yeah. saved the Earth? They're all the, like in a it's like in a convertible spaceship. Like why, 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 why is the Fantastic Four fanmobile like you know? It's, it's 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 the dumbest mode of transportation that any superhero has ever ever gotten. And his little quantum like rod and reel with no fishing pole attached to it is like the dumbest looking weapon. And I don't know, he, oh God, Mister Fantastic, stupid. Human Torch, flame on! And uh, well, this movie looks like it's going to have some real stupid heroes in it too. So. No, it has Doctor Fate. Anyway, it's coming. Justice out. Society is being brought to the screen, so that's cool. <sighs> Maybe we'll get Wildcat live okay. action Wild movie live action Wildcat, not CW Arrowverse Wildcat. Where no. he's like, "What's up? I'm 33, so I'm old in this TV show, and everyone says I'm ancient, but I'm really handsome." And everyone's like, "Wow, handsome old man Wildcat." He's 33, such an old dude. Yeah, I hate the CW. <laughs> I can't I can't do any of the CW. I tried to watch like Legends of Tomorrow and I I, I just wanted to stab my eyeballs out cuz it was like here's a hawk person and I'm like great. And uh and then Wildcat's such a cool DC hero cuz everyone's like Batman doesn't have powers. It's like you know who else doesn't have powers? Wildcat. And he's out there just punching people bare knuckle. Bow. Bop. Anyway, CW sucks. Uh, that's what's coming out in theaters this week. Yada yada yada. Let's talk about Halloween. Let's do it. I gotta get. I gotta get this review out. I gotta. We gotta. We gotta talk about it. Um, Halloween ends, guys. Halloween ends. Halloween ends. Uh, let me pull up a little bit of a little bit of talking points. Um, yeah, while you're doing that, Velvet Santa pointed out Arlie Army did the voice of Wildcat and Batman Brave and the Bold. Batman Brave and the Bold is some of the best voice acting casting ever because Aquaman is the most perfect character in that show ever. Diedrich Bader is a fantastic Batman and Arlie Army is one of those people where he he's a screen actor but he's a great voice actor because he's never supposed to be an actor at all. He just nails it because he's, he was Arlie Army. And uh, yeah, who who better to be Wildcat than Arlie Army? Well, Lee Army's pretty badass. I mean, period, all the time. Um, okay, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. How are we gonna do this? Um, David Gordon Green, man. You guys know Michael Myers. He's right here. Uh, he's right here on the set. You, you're looking at him. Um, beep boop boop beep boop boop beep. I didn't put the mask out yet because it's too creepy. Um, and it just stares at us with the black eyes, the devil's eyes. Uh, yeah, this movie, you know, 1978, classic, John Carpenter. Um, you know, Halloween 1 and 2 are f- a fantastic, fantastic uh, uh, sequel and pair of movies. Um, we won't talk about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, even though it's a great movie. Uh, I think finally people are accepting it as a great movie. Uh, and then, then there was a handful of other ones. Uh, Halloween Four. It's on. It's on Amazon. I think you can watch that. It's 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 a it's it's a something one. Halloween Five. Uh, Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. You know. Um, Halloween H two O. The first one that had Jamie Lee Curtis to come back in the in the in the like nineteen ninety eight. That one was not bad. 
I think it also had Busta Rhymes in it, uh, uh, who carried uh, carried that movie. Um, <laughs> Busta carried the movie? I think it was Busta. Uh, anyway, and then there was Halloween Resurrection. Uh, that happened in 2002, and that also had Jamie Lee Curtis. And, or no, that that's the one that had Busta Rhymes, was, mm. was Jamie Lee Curtis uh, and Busta. Uh, H2O had uh, LL Cool J. That's that was uh, that one. So I gotta put a cool rapper in. It was the '90s, man. That's, that's how you did it. But uh, then you know, in 2007, Rob Zombie was like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna redo this thing. We're gonna do Halloween one. We're gonna do Halloween two. The Magic Thorn and Satanic whatever is bullcrap and stupid because it's Rob Zombie. Look at the monsters. Um, the first one wasn't that bad, but it wasn't that good either. Uh, it was it was it was Rob Zombie doing Rob Zombie things. Though they did, they're like, well, Michael Myers is just a misunderstood immortal child and who grew up to be an eight-foot-tall psychotic man that stands in the yard and they chain him to the ground. But he's just misunderstood because he was a kid and just he was like, I wonder what would Isn't happen if I they, stabbed my mom. Where they, like, pricked him with the, the, like, Indian burial ground talon that gave him evil powers or I don't know. Is that how they explain him being immortal? That's stupid. not in the first movie. That must be in the second one because the first one, he's just a kid on Halloween and he's like he's got the clown outfit yeah yeah and he's like what would it be like if I murdered this person and he's like okay now I know yeah you've got a draw and I'm gonna stab you yeah he's coming to get you and then in 2018 uh, David Gordon Green came out with a reboot with with bringing in John Carpenter right John Carpenter came back in as an executive producer on this to help kind of co-write co-produce this new film and bringing Jamie Lee Curtis on and continue to the new soundtrack I'm just changing it just a little bit does he play um, music in the new trilogy the new one only no uh, oh, not really that's dumb that's kind of one of my biggest complaints if you're gonna have John Carpenter there why do you not have him on the keys man you yeah the it, it, it is easily one of my biggest complaints about this this new movie but we'll get into that um, uh, yeah so Halloween, bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis, kind of to try and figure out what they're gonna do with this with this storyline, right? And so it is as if uh, Laurie Strobe has gone crazy and become a hermit and prepared for Michael's arrival. That was the first one, and the second one, Halloween Kills, which came out last year, 2021, uh, was very much okay. The town's in on it; they know mob mentality. David Gordon Green trying to play with these ideas of. Um, you know who's really the bad guy? Is it is it Michael Myers, or you know can we can we pull a mirror and show the the evil within all of us, right? So um, David Gordon Green trying to sort of pull away from the the shape element of Michael Myers as being just this unstoppable killing machine and playing with some more social ideas because that's what makes horror kind of cool. Like we all love our big, you know, big scary slasher men. Uh, you know, Jason Voorhees is the unstoppable force of murder, mayhem and destruction, but there's not a lot of substance there. And, and with this sort of series, again, not a lot of substance. It's just this guy who runs around stabbing people on Halloween night. It's it, the fact that it's had this many, movies is kind of amazing but what are you going to do and so inner halloween ends david gordon green at the end of the, the last one set up a springboard to tell a story that's not necessarily around michael myers i've read a lot of these reviews that have been coming out and so many people are are throwing this movie under the bus saying that it's not good it's not a good halloween movie there's almost no michael myers what the hell blah 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 and i'm gonna come out and say it 
and it might be a little a little weird for some of you guys, I didn't hate it. I didn't think that this was a bad choice for David Gordon Green because this is the what, 14th, like, let me, let me count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. It's the 13th ah, movie in this Halloween franchise. And it's about a dude in a mask that's like pushing 70. Like, you know, but he's not a dude. He's a figure. He's a shape. Oh, um, the shape. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call him. And, you know, the story between how far can you take the story between Laurie Strobe and this guy before it's kind of pandering nonsense? And I think David Gordon Green understands that. And there was a, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to give a whole lot of story or spoiler alerts in this movie or review, but they, they, they were springboarding it, trying to set it up as a torch passing moment. But you're like, OK, well. Let's explore the ideas of what makes someone evil. What is evil? Is it something inside of us the whole time? Is it something that, that happens? Is it something that, that everyone's capable of? But what, what makes a, some, a Michael Myers you know, happen? And they kind of explore this idea with a different character who's going through this evolution of societal pressures. Like he has an accident at the beginning of this film, the, 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 one of the co-leads of this, this story. He, um, you know, Haddonfield has been... Uh, they're, they're thinking of Michael as sort of an infection, that this this idea of this evil man is somehow more detrimental than the man himself because it, despite what he's doing, killing people, yeah, that's bad, but the way that it puts the town on edge and causes people to accidentally kill each other and everybody kind of hate each other, it's like this evil is sort of spreading. And it's kind of an interesting idea, I thought, because it, it, it kind of like in a zombie film, which you hear me talk about a lot on the show, you know, the zombies are not the, the scariest part. It's as if, you know, Jake and I are in here and there's zombies outside. Like, either one of us could probably take down a couple of zombies, but we're like, yo, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta work together. And then when he turns around, I push him down the stairs to be zombie food. And what? I'm like, I'm gonna get out of here. Not- and like, that's the scary shit. This is like, oh man, humans suck. Um, wow. I who who I, else in the apocalypse would waste their time to protect you? You're gonna get rid of your. <laughs> Homie, someone I would not someone who's saved you in real life. No, I before. wouldn't push you down the stairs because then I wouldn't be able to reach everything high. I, no. you know, we'd find somebody else to push down the stairs. Um, like we'll get some frat dudes or whatever on campus. Like, bro, we got like free beer down here at the fortress, and I'm like, yeah, dude. And then we push them out there, zombie food. Uh, anyway, so this film kind of uh, it takes a big detour and follows this kid who you know, accidentally kills a kid. Um, and this is not a big spoiler because it's in the first one minute of the movie. Um, he <laughs> accidentally kills this kid. He's babysitting on Halloween night. Is it like the Rob Zombie one where it's an accident, but it's not an accident? No, it's a total. Like, what would it be like if I accidentally? No, it's 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 uh, it was a total accident. He accidentally, uh, this kid, it, they're playing hide and seek and the kid like kind of spooks him out and is like, oh, Michael Myers locks him in the attic and the kid, the guy's like trying to get out of the, the thing and then, in doing so, the kid falls over the stairs uh, and dies, and you know, and then the whole town is like, "You're the baby murderer! Uh, we hate you! You're the psycho killer!" Uh, and it, he kind of slowly gets crazier and crazier throughout the film, as a parallel, and starts dating Laurie Strobe's granddaughter, and um, and so enter the Strobe family, and then enter. Michael Myers, and then Michael Myers is more of an idea in this movie. He makes an appearance occasionally. He's still there. He's like living in the sewer or whatever that Michael does. Um, but in the the end of the last movie, he was pretty much 
beat to shit. Like he's mm. not, you know, he needs to feed off evil. And so they they don't explain a lot of his power. They they definitely allude to this mysterious, like yeah, he is kind of borderline immortal, and there's something more mystical going on with this guy. Yeah, I mean, you can only be shot and stabbed and set on fire so many times if yeah. you're normal. And there is something there that is pat that you know that that is more. <laughs> but where is that? Where you know where does that evil root come from? And and they play with that in a way that I I, I didn't hate because. You know, how do you send off this movie and this franchise in a way that I think is tasteful other than just like going, we got him. (laughs) Velvet Santa gave us a good idea as the address 122 and an eighth and an eighth and eighth. And then then a 20 just comes up through the sewer. And then when the pizza guy leans down, just like a knife goes through his face. 122 and an eighth. Yeah. And it's Michael Myers ordered pizza. Wise men say never pay full price for a late pizza. Yeah. Um, anyway, you know, this movie is a 13th sequel to a franchise. This is, this is what this is. I don't know what people are expecting out of this. And I feel like they did set it up in a way that if they wanted to sort of play with the idea of evil within, and I wouldn't say you could probably do another Michael Myers. They might try because of the, the mask and stuff. Like, I don't know. But it definitely ends. Like, there isn't going to be no more Laurie Strobe. There's going to be no more Michael Myers. Uh, it definitely brings that to an end. Um, and and I'd say big complaints are are this this fast forward of um, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. You know, in, in the established trilogy that David Gordon Green did, he made her like a 40-year hardened, like, you know, hunter-gatherer trapper in the woods. And then all of a sudden, over the past three years, she's like, nah, you know what? I'm a homemaker now. Let's make an apple pie. And she's like, happy-go-lucky. And I thought that that was really false-filling and, and, and stupid. But then when, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis turned it on, she's, I mean, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. She's just so fun to watch and, uh, you know, a bit hypnotic on screen. You just want to watch her the whole time. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like... When you're trying to do fan service and you're also trying to do something new, it's like an unstoppable force versus an immovable object. And, you know, you just probably are best not doing it. But at this point in time, we've, we've got to finish the trilogy. David Gordon Green knew that. I think he was kind of caught in between. Uh, and, you know, we got what we got. I don't hate it. Do I think it's amazing? Am I going to watch it again? Probably not. Is it Halloween 1 and 2? No, it's not. Um, but one of our viewers liked it. Patrick said he watched it in theater and on Peacock. So there you go. See, I I also enjoyed it. I you know for a, a f- big fan of the, the the series, I watched it. I appreciated what David Gordon Green was trying to do. I enjoyed the new cast. I enjoyed the send off. I enjoyed some of the f- wink wink nod nods. Um, as a trilogy, again, we have to think of this as a. an overarching narrative between each one um and i think it kind of worked i you know i that it worked i i don't know why everyone's poo-pooing on it so bad Hmm. um is it gonna be as good as the first time probably not but um does it exist as a trilogy that stands on its own legs i think so i think i think if you were to take this story and remove all the other 10 movies before it and say, hey, no one's ever heard of Michael Myers. No one's ever heard of any of this. And you you kind of watched all of these together. You'd be like... But starting with the original? 
No, no, I just say, hey, 40 years ago, this lady had a deal. You know, kind of like how Evil Dead 2 is really the beginning of the Evil Dead franchise because it gives that like, eh, you can kind of scrub through this. We're going to give you this, this, the parts you need to know. Actually, there's an interview with Bruce Campbell where he tells you what parts of Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are different movies and different stories and how you should watch those two to give you the one story the that both of it. Yep. Yeah. So there's yep. parts of the original Evil Dead that are still But Evil Dead 2 is is really the one. Like well, if Because it's a reboot cool. It was the original reboot cool. But included part of the original. Right. Yeah. That's so. what I'm saying. Reboot cool. Sequel. Pr- reboot Evil cool. Dead 2 is a really amazing movie is what we're saying. And uh, they did it right. But anyway, Halloween ends. It ends it. You can check it out. It's in theaters. Go see it in theaters. It's it's October, damn it. Like, go check out a scary movie. Yeah, that way you have to be in a strange, dark place where you're not allowed to get up and pause the movie. And you have to look around at the seats behind you. And and someone behind you is going... (sighs) Yeah, it's it's worth it. And, you know, um, it's October. It's Halloween. The, the the music wasn't that great. That was a big downside of this movie. But uh, but there you go. I mean, that's the one thing, man. I didn't, the I didn't hate the it. fan service part of it. They got to remember, we want Kenny Loggins. We want John Carpenter. We we want that music from from the. They original. did play the "Don't Fear the Reaper" in the credits, which is like my least favorite song of the Halloween franchise. But um, <clears throat> you know, and they did play the beep boop boop beep boop boop in the beginning credits where they go through all the different pumpkin ev- evolutions from yeah. the movies which was kind of cool just like top gun where that. they only do the they only do the uh kenny loggins at the very beginning yeah well anyway like, that's it i want to stop on that one so jake can talk about the thing that he watched i can we be, still got box office yeah i can so. be quick on it man uh basically since there that was the only in theaters movie uh this week um i stuck with streaming once again, watched a new streaming movie, uh, Rosalind, which is, uh, you know, the tale of Romeo and Juliet from an alternate perspective. You know, like uh, it's Juliet's cousin who had dated Romeo before Juliet. And uh, it's a, a comedy, they say, you know. Uh, and so, of course, Rosalind is the girl and she's uh, the main character. She's very full of herself and uh you know but that's because she 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 has thoughts of her own and dreams and she's her dreams include keeping romeo to herself um and her dad's trying to marry her off she gets taken away on on a date she doesn't want to be on by some sort of duke type character and uh misses her date with romeo and that's where he meets julia at the capulet ball and uh, from from there, the story of Romeo and Juliet happens. Meanwhile, Rosalind wants to just make sure it doesn't because she wants to ruin their relationship so she can score back Romeo. But then, of course, once she uh, causes turmoil and dismay and uh, people start getting stabbed and killed and hurt, uh, including my boy Mercutio, who's no. barely, barely there, um, You uh, then it's up to her to save the day after she's caused turmoil and chaos. Uh, it's a dumb movie. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like a CW episode, honestly. Yeah. Um, there's really not a lot going on with it, except that two Happy Madison production villains play uh, the, the leaders of the Capulet household, uh, being 
the dude from Billy Madison. Who eats pieces of shit for breakfast. No, no. That's Shooter McGavin. Yeah, Shooter McGavin. He's one of them. Uh, what's his name? M- McDonald. Something McDonald. I can't remember. Uh, he's one of them. And then the guy that plays uh, the rival of Billy Madison, uh, you know, trying to take over the company is the other. So oh, that yeah. was kind of fun to see the two of them uh, on there. Christopher McDonald. There it is. Thanks. Um, so that was fun. Uh, but uh, other than, and, and uh, many drivers in it, um, you know, she's there. So you have some names, you have some star power, but uh, it's a thing not, to watch. Not, not much going on with it. It's a thing to watch. It's like an hour and a half. It's just basically a CW series condensed into a movie. It's kind of goofy. Well, all right. Well, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say, man. You've you've heard Romeo and Juliet before. It's just like when are they going to make like Bromeo? And Juliet. Call B- Billy Eichner, man. I think he'd be really into the idea of... Bromeo. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's time for Box Office Roundup. We're, we're like, out of time. Um, yeah, so we're going to we're gonna give you the box office, because i gotta, I got to get back to Nightmare on Block Street. we got, we got things to do. Uh, but this is where we give you the box office roundup, and we reveal the fact that Halloween made a lot of money, and it's in five years over under which uh vince asked in twitch earlier this uh show yes it's making all the money we're gonna get some sort of reboot free sequel franchise carry on the torch something of course we are it made a shitload of money we're gonna make we're gonna get we're gonna get these until we're dead as long as it keeps making money so it made a lot of money so uh we're gonna give you the box office roundup for october 14th through 16th and we're gonna be the top 10 movies in america domestic numbers only because domestic numbers are what they pay attention to so i'm gonna turn it over to jake and he's gonna give you the top 10 coming in at number 10 one of the movies i was just talking about that needed more good music going on in it and it's still in the top 21 21st week of release brought in another 687 just shy of 688 thousand dollars bringing in domestic total of 715.7 million top gun maverick still out there still making it happen killing it uh and then coming in at number nine continuing to drop down the charts and it's third week of release bringing in 933.9 thousand dollars uh yeah for a domestic total of 10.8 bros uh, sorry, Billy Eichner, about that one. Uh, that advertising budget has got to be the majority of what they've made back. Yeah, oof. Um, coming in at number eight in its second week of release. I thought it was its first, probably its first and wide release because uh, it was up 28%. It's only in 700 theaters, bringing in $1 million for a domestic total of $2.47 million. Terrifier 2. Which- be surprising how well it's doing considering you know it is a very obscure sequel but a lot of people are talking about it because it's super violent and, and, and yeah plus viewers are throwing up in the theater it's horror stuff for yeah. horror month and you know from the, the the people that bring you terrifier one terrifier two uh and then holding at number seven in its sixth week of release still out there in some theaters barbarian Check brought in out. another 1.37 million dollars for a domestic total of just shy of 39 million not bad for a horror movie uh and 
from the sounds of what you told me, it sounds like a fun movie, honestly. It's a lot of fun. Are there jump scares? Did we talk about this? Not really. Okay. Uh, it's just it's just a lot of fun. Someone, because not you, but someone not the other day was giving me a hard time about the horror movie thing. And I said, no, I don't like jump scare movies. I'm fine with horror movies. I like Hellraiser. I like Nightmare on Elm Street. I like gremlins and <laughs> ghoulies are these one books that your mom read to you that, yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah i just don't like jump scare movies man I don't, I, I don't do it uh but yeah barbarian and they're holding strong and then coming in number six don't worry darling and it's fourth week of release uh brought in two just under two and a quarter million for its domestic total of uh, 42 and a half so there you go that's that's out there fourth week already doesn't feel i like know it, it does not feel like it but in its second week of release, also continuing to plummet, which is sad news, Amsterdam brought in $2.76 million for domestic... Nobody wants to watch movies anymore. Grand total of 11.8. That one actually looks like a lot I'm, of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to see it before it hits theaters. I'm also going to go see the Dracula Fathom event, but uh, definitely... Oh, yeah, that's the 27th I'll and probably, 28th. I'll probably end up seeing Amsterdam before I see Black Adam, even though I know that that's the more relevant movie to talk about, but I really want to see Amsterdam. So, anyway... <laughs> There you go. Uh, and then holding at number four in its fifth week of release, The Woman King. How about that? Did not expect that. $3.7 million this weekend, uh, bringing its total up to $59.75 million in the U.S. There you go. Good job. Uh, and then number three, Lyle Lyle Crocodile in its second week of release, $7.3 million in 4,300 theaters. Domestic total of 22.7. Probably not as much as they wanted out of a kid's movie, but it's from a property that I've, yeah. I've never heard of. Still made $22 million. That's still something. I wonder how much it costs, though, being animated and all that stuff like it is. Oh, I didn't get I didn't dig those numbers up, but yeah. yeah. Uh and then number two dropping out of its top spot in its third week of release, twelve and a half million dollars smile. But having uh, a huge opening for its last domestic week. total of seventy one point three million. Horror uh, movies in October. I'm continuously being prompted and pushed into watching this movie in the theater. I'm not gonna do it. I don't want to. No, this is a jump scare movie. I don't yeah, want to really do is. a jump scare movie. Um I just don't want to. And then uh, coming in, number one, uh, as you probably already know, bringing in $40 million Halloween. Yep. How about that? $40 million. That's... It's got dollar signs in his That's eyes. as much as the rest of the top ten put together. He's got banker's eyes. Yeah. A lot of money. A lot of money. Averaged a lot per theater, so uh, did it had a very good opening. So uh, I think it's I think average it, per theater is more than all the rest all of the top of ten combined. Put yeah, so it yeah. Did, did pretty well. Um, yeah, so Halloween ends doing doing good, making the money. Um, it did another seventeen million internationally, so Dang. it it's it's hit almost sixty million worldwide. So doing all right. Uh, but anyway, that's our show. I got to get back to um, Halloween headquarters, Nightmare on Block Street, 23 North Block, Fayetteville, Arkansas, if you're in town. Uh, it is reservation-only night, boutique night, so we do have a few seats left for next week's boutique You can make your reservations on nightmareonblockstreet.com, and we will be back next week either talking about Amsterdam or maybe Black even Adam. Black Adam. Who knows? But uh, feel free to jump in our Discord. The links are in all of our little social medias there, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. You can download 
download this podcast wherever you get, you get your down uh, your downloaded podcasts from. If you want to listen to us on the go and you don't want to look at our silly, ugly faces, you can check it out there. But if you want to tune in and join in the chat like everybody has been doing, you can do that live next Monday, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time on any of those social media platforms I mentioned just a moment ago. <sighs> All that work. Anyway, okay, that's it. Yeah. Are we done? We're done. That's it. We're done. That's it, and that's all. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. Did the thing work? (laughs) Happened to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.